Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to the elephant in the room, I love Blair mental health. And I am Adrian Freeman, and I will be your tour guide today on this journey of mental health. Um, Sunday, it's beautiful outside. Last week I recorded outside, but when my engineer went back to um, play it back and upload it to Apple, um, Apple Music, um, you can hear crickets in the background. So as you can see, I am in the dining room of my house. So we're gonna try, try this this week and see how this works out for us. Um, the topic this week is mental health and renting. But before we jump into that, before we jump into that topic, I wanna talk about um, two things this week that really are really just trending. What about that Drake album? Oh my gosh. Certified Lover Boy. That is such a good album. And and I'm really not a Drake fan like that. I mean, I like Drake. I don't have nothing against him. But um, I mean he has a couple songs I like, like Nice for What, um, Worst Behavior, Over, you know, songs like that, you know, Miss Me. Um, but I'm not like, you know, some of my coworkers, they are like super, super Drake fans. And one of my coworkers, she and Drake share the same birth date. So, you know, she is just like over the moon. And yes, I was one of those millions and millions of people that was up at 2 a.m., you know, tracking the album, you know, listening to it on Spotify. But I'm going to give you the numbers from Donda, Kanye's album and Certified Loverboy, which is Drake's album. I'm gonna read these numbers off to you real quick, if you will indulge me with so. Very interesting numbers. Um, let me find my information because I write stuff down. You know what, it is, it is the misplacement for me. When I get ready to do stuff, I misplace everything. The misplacement for Adrian, that's, Donda, the first week. The first day, 94.5 million. The second day, 102.1 million streams. And that's from Spotify. Certified Loverboy, first, first day, 48 hours ago. 153.4 million. I was one of those. Um, yesterday, the second day, 89.9 million. So, you know, the beef that these gentlemen seem to have, that they seem to have going on, I don't get it. They're both winning. They're both out here getting these crazy stream numbers, millions, not thousands, not hundreds, you know, M, millions. You know, so I don't understand the frenemy thing, you know, um, with black men. You know, I support and love all black kings. You know, we're not supposed to be out here taking shots, screenshotting, you know, group chats, all that type of thing. That's, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. You know, Kanye makes a different kind of music and Drake makes a different kind of music as well. So it's not, you know, nobody's taking L's. I don't understand it. And then the next thing I want to bring up, you know, with Drake and Kanye is the leaked song, Life of the Party. You know, we've been wanting to hear music from Three Stacks. 
Andre Benjamin, Andre 3000. We've been wanting to hear music from him a long time, wanting albums, outcast albums, something. And what a way to just drag him back into the fray by leaking the song with his verse on it. It was awesome. It was, the verse went hard, and he didn't swear. He didn't cuss. He just gave you the subliminal, you know, picturesque thing that Andre 3000 does, you know. Um, he had to even release a statement about his, his verse on the song. And, and I just think that's a very sad way to bring three stacks back into the game. You know, it, it could have been nice to have, you know, put the song on the album on Donda and then everybody go bananas. Ah, three stacks, three stacks, ah, three stacks, three stacks. But for Drake to have leaked it, and then you have to double back and do all these other things, you know, and releasing statements and, you know, being dragged into such, you know, petty nonsense. It's ridiculous. You know, Drake and Kanye, from the numbers I read to you, they're winning. Last weekend and this weekend. The listening public, we're the winners. They just made music for us that we wanted to hear, you know, for the summer, you know, for the streets, for the cars, the Jeeps, for the projects. For whoever, you know, so I think Drake and Kanye, they won. Nobody lost. I just wish Drake and Kanye could come to a resolution as friends, as black men, as men of wealth, men that people look up to. So this wouldn't go on. I mean, I get it. It sells records. But I think about Biggie and Tupac. You know, that was tragic in and of itself. And this is not going to go that way. But it, it could. It would just take one thing, one verse, one thing on their team. It could all go left. So I, I ask for, for, for them to have forgiveness and the opportunity to move on and see each other win. But not just at their table. You know, they have to go on their own separate journeys and their own separate lanes. And I wish that for Drake and Kanye because I'm fans. I'm fans of Kanye. I'm fans of Drake. You know, I know more of Drake's catalog than I do Kanye's. I will admit that. But, um, you know, I just think that this is petty. This is high schoolish. This is junior high school stuff. Back and forth, leaked audios, screenshots, pictures of clowns and foolishness like that. That's, that's, that's real infantile to me. But... Let's kick off the topic. This week, we're talking about mental health and renting. And this is funny that this topic is coming up because we know that the moratorium on evictions has been lifted finally, and now they're going to start doing evictions. And, you know, the Delta variant, the numbers are high. You know, the numbers, the beds here in Charlotte, the, the numbers are high. The people that I know that have had the vaccine, that are getting it. Those numbers are extremely high. There are a lot of people that are not vaccinated, that are not going to get vaccinated. You know, they have stood on that stance. Um, it's kind of frightening. I get my second dose Tuesday morning, um, Moderna. Um, at first, I was one of those people that wasn't going to get it, but now I'm in a position I have to have it. Um, I didn't have any real side effects. My arm hurt for about a couple of days. 
But other than that, I didn't have anything out of the ordinary, no sickness, no sore throat, coughing, none of that stuff. I have seasonal allergies, so that's that part of that shot. So, um, but renting and being and having a mental health illness. Here, here's some questions and some answers that I got that I did some research on, and just my basic experience of you know being a rent a person that rents, not a homeowner yet. But a person that rents. I just got some a couple few little questions that I'm going to read to you and give you some answers based on my experience and some other detailed, more specific questions about um, renting when you do have a mental illness. What that looks like. And question one: Can a landlord evict someone with mental health issues? If your mental health problems are classified as a disability under the Equality Act of 2010 then law protects you from being unlawfully discriminated against. But I say, in my experience, I would not divulge that. If it wasn't something that had to be brought up, I wouldn't voluntarily tell a landlord or a property manager, you know, hey, I'm bipolar, or hey, I have borderline personality disorder, or hey, I'm schizophrenic. I, I wouldn't volunteer that information. Now, if somewhere down the line you feel comfortable with your property manager or your landlord or something of that nature, and you want to later divulge that, then that's on a case-by-case -case basis. But just in the onslaught, just renting to begin with, I wouldn't do that. That's not something that you would have to do. You shouldn't have to. You know, you just should be able to just, you know, fill out the application. If you meet rental criteria, then you know you, you move forward. But the way rents here are in Charlotte, you know, the, the median rent rate is $1,035. That's $1,035 for a one-bedroom apartment here in Charlotte. That's a lot. That's a lot of money for you know for rent. And then you have to think about your your lighting, if you have water, if you have gas. If you're renting a little house, you have to have lawn care. You know, do you have oil heat? Uh, if you have gas, you have to pay a deposit and get that turned on. Lights, deposit, water. I don't know if other deposits required, but those are a lot of things, and that can be taxing to one's mental health. Great. So you know, when I was trying to rent, when I was looking for a place back here in the spring, I was kind of overwhelmed. You know, with trying to find a place, you know, just based on finance and then location. And then just, again, like you said, utilities you have to pay. You know, you have to have your lights, you have to have water, you have to have, you know, the heating, cooling, you know, in your home as well. And it can be a trigger for some people. And like I always like to say, I'm not a clinician, I'm not a doctor. I, you know, always do my research and get my statistics and just want to share my experience with other people. I like to just kind of put that in there so people don't go back and say, well, Adrian Freeman said, Adrian's just giving you a little bit of her experience, not trying to be a clinician or MD or anything of that nature, just trying to share my experiences on topics that I think people need to know and hear about and get a little more basis of understanding on. So... You know, they cannot evict you. 
is protected. You know, the um, ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act of 1989, we're, we're protected as people. But again, like I said, you don't have to go and volunteer that information either. You know, when you do rental applications, I have done plenty of them in my lifetime. They are not asking about mental health statuses. They're not doing that. They're not asking, you know, when's the last time you've been voluntarily or involuntarily locked up? They're not asking you, do you get SSI? They're not asking you, you know, do you see a psychiatrist? Do you see a therapist? Or they're not asking how long you've been in recovery. They're not asking if you've last time this or how many medicines do you take. They're not asking that on rental applications. But again, like I said, if you feel comfortable and you want to, you know, share that with somebody or, you know, your property manager or landlord, then that's up to you. But me, I wouldn't do that. Again, I would say, you know, be mindful, do your due diligence, you know, take your medicine, go to your appointments as best you can. Take your medicine. If it's not working, tell the doctor. Tell your doctor. You know, I try to be transparent talk about I stopped taking medicine last year. I was doing it for a while. I stopped. I'm back taking medicine now. And... I'm trying to give it time to work. The Boost Bar is working beautifully. I take it three times a day. Um, but the Ambien for sleep, because I don't sleep at night. A lot of it's due to pain. A lot of it's just due that I just, I don't sleep at night. I, I do not sleep. And they would give me Ambien, and it's not helping. I may sleep for two hours, and ding, I'm up. Like, like I'm up now. I'll be up like this at 2 a.m. So I've had to go and kind of, take Benadryl or Tylenol PM. But after a while, that doesn't 